In the next few minutes, you're going to hear how to educate yourself to have conversations uh, about sensitive stuff with a stepson who has just come out as trans. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And... Okay, so let's read that question then. So my stepson came out to me and my husband as trans recently. And just before I go any further, what a privilege that is. Not every child feels like they can come out to a parent about something they've discovered about themselves. So kudos to you. We are 100% supportive and trying to educate ourselves to use the right terminology and get him the support he needs. I previously felt comfortable talking to him about sex and periods, birth control, but now that he's trying to figure out hormones and a possible transition, um, I feel as if I'm not sure how to talk to him about those same topics. And um, the person who's asking this question has used the language as a cisgender person. Um, And for any of us who don't know what cisgender means, it um, is a word to describe when we are given or assigned our gender at birth the adults around us when we're born they look at our genitals and they um, decide what gender we are based on what our body is like and a cisgendered person um, is comfortable and feels that the gender that they were given at birth that they were assigned is correct a trans person or a gender um, questioning person does not think the gender they were given at birth is correct. So um, so the person that's asking this question is a cisgendered person. And that means that this person was given a gender at birth. Like my case, I was assigned female or I'm a girl. And um, then this person feels like, yep, yeah, that sits pretty good. That I, I feel like the gender I was given suits me quite well. Okay, so the question really is all about how if we are parenting a child who is not cisgendered, who is uh, who has a more diverse um, experience of gender, uh, how can we do that? Um, how can we relate to them when we haven't personally experienced what they're going through? So the answer to this question comes from the growth pillar of the Evolved Family Method. And this pillar shows you how to talk about every single sensitive topic under the sun, no matter what gender um, of child you are raising. So what you might be doing if you have this question, um, what comes naturally? That will be um, discover, you may discover that you don't quite know what to say now. Um, Now that you know that in this case, a stepson is trans, or if any kid comes out um, to you as gender neutral or gender questioning, you might notice that you default to saying nothing rather than saying something that is wrong or inaccurate. Or you might be focusing on all the things that have changed since your kid came out to you rather than noticing the wonderful questions the connection that coming out proves that they have with you. And I understand why you would focus on all the things you don't know or have a fear about what you might be doing wrong because raising children is so often about keeping our kids safe and happy. And there are very few of us who um, have role models of adults 
who have been able to step into the unknown with a child where they have no clue um, how the child is going to negotiate this new territory. Um, if we don't have role models of parents who are doing that, then it's super hard to be led by our children in their gender journey, in their journey through gender. So that is a culture shift um, from a world of corner protectors and plastic plug socket protectors that we would all be familiar with when our kids were small to this new parenting experience of um, a quite a complex situation where there is maybe no one right answer. I've learned that when parents and other caring adults who are raising kids of all types try to still protect rather than connect and support, there's a particular effect that's coming into play. And I call that the tongue-tied parent effect. So this effect causes you to feel pressure to do this part or this new part of parenting right. And you might be worrying um, about everything that you've done wrong. In retrospect now, you think about the way you were talking and um, you worry that what you said that made their life more difficult or is now wildly inaccurate now that you realize that you're parenting a trans person or a gender questioning person. And you might be going back and replaying conversations that you've had and searching for the inaccuracies and mistakes. And that makes sense. I understand why those feelings come up because we live in a world steeped in fix-it mentality, um, in perfectionism, in a world where we're attempting to avoid mistakes, particularly in our parenting. Um, but in our world, when something is complex um, and confusing and weird, we're straight away trying to fix it, fix it for our child and fix it for ourselves. So in this episode, I'm going to give you three ways to prepare yourself to be there for your stepkid or any sort of kid um, and learn how to talk to a trans kid about sensitive things like sex, periods, birth control, all that sort of thing. So you can go from feeling like a tongue-tied parent to being able to build an evolved communicating and connected family. Part one, part of the joy of human connection is in the difference between us all and the wonder that comes from being in connection uh, with people who are different to us and leaning into the experience of supporting different people. So the first step to getting more comfortable talking about sensitive things with a stepson or any child you are raising, um, who may have come to you as gender diverse, is seeing your own different experience and the fact that you're maybe not a non-trans person, a, a, a cisgendered person. Um, how is it possible to see your experience as that, as part of who you are, and your stepson's experience of who he is, right? And those two different experiences don't have to be a barrier between you, but rather it can be a part of him that you can actively celebrate. Now, further on in this episode, I'm going to mention resources where you can learn from other parents who've experienced 
parenting gender diverse kids and you will see how they are celebrating the privilege of this experience because it really is a privilege a trans kid or a gender diverse kids gift to the people around them is the chance to discover a level of personal growth that other parents just will not experience and that comes from working beside um, a young person on their gender journey and that can sometimes be a challenge right because our world is not set up to support gender diverse people well so the difference between you is to be celebrated you have the honor to do something really exciting and um, your step kid has given you that honor step two this parenting experience you're starting on is an honor and it is also a prompt to re-educate yourself as you are doing by asking this question on sitting in a car so step two is follow awesome trans or gender diverse people on social media who are further along on their transition and are simply living their good life uh, for example the jeffrey marsh so at the Jeffrey Marsh with a J on Instagram or at We The Norths, Norths with an S. Uh, two great examples that I follow on Instagram. Um, they are going on and doing their thing and to some degree engaging in activism and education to help um, other people in the world become clearer and more comfortable about gender and all the diverse, beautiful, wonderful things on the gender spectrum so make it a priority to bring into your world um, gender diverse people and when you see that in everyday life scrolling on instagram scrolling any other feeds it works to reprogram our brain on how natural gender diversity really is you could also ask your stepson who he recommends following and now you're not asking him to explain everything about the trans journey well that's quite laborious but you could say I'm looking to follow some gender diverse people on Instagram do you have any recommendations for me and if he does he may be willing to share those with you and even that simple question asking him who he recommends can build increased connection because you are showing interest in his life in his journey and it's a sign really that you want to embrace this identity as part of the greater family identity. Step three, purchase some book resources that you can have around the house to upskill yourself. Um, you don't say how old your stepkid is, but I'm going to suggest four, four books of varying different age ranges. And um, I'm going to assume that your kid is around the age of eight, right? So let's start with Sex is a Funny Word by Corey Silverberg and Fiona Smith. This book has gender as a backdrop. When it's talking about sex is a funny word, um, it's acknowledging gender diversity, um, it's gender neutral language, it's talking about sex um, and how that relates to gender. It's got really beautiful pictures, as you can see, lovely colours. Um, for children eight and up it's something to have in the bookshelf because it's very present having this book with the big word sex um, by its very presence it adds to the culture of openness that you are building in your family 
this book basically says, we talk about anything here by the fact that it just sits on the shelf. This second book, The ABCs of LGBT Plus by Ashley Mardell, is a book for, as they write inside, anyone who is interested in learning about sexual and gender diversity. It's a great resource for anyone, including maybe your, your stepson. And it looks like, from the amount of text in it, that it might be useful for someone sort of 12 plus. But if you've got a really voracious reader, then it may be accessible to them too. But as I say, a presence of a book like this on your bookshelf will work um, to support a diverse child or young person growing up just by its very nature of sitting there on the bookshelf, right? So I wouldn't be too hung up about the age of your kid, but having this on the bookshelf that you can read as a resource for you would be really good. Ashley goes on to say that it's this book is really good for people who are searching for a label. So um, also allies of people searching for a label. So if your child has come out or um, they have given you their label, in this case for this question, the label is trans, then this book is super useful for you to get really clear on what that label means. And to that end, it has this really great cheat sheet in the front of it. It's basically a, a dictionary of lots of different terms. And Ashley writes about this cheat, this cheat sheet feature that um, Ashley's mum really was the prompt to create this feature because um, their mum helped with editing and needed help with the terms. This third book, um, Trans Plus, Love, Sex, Romance and Being You by Catherine Gonzalez and Karen Rain, Rain um, written for teens um, who are non-binary, gender non-conforming, questioning. And it just has answers of all sorts of questions for teens about um, sexual health, mental health, physical health, reproduction, relationships, all that good stuff. This would be an amazing resource to get into the details of um, all those aspects of health, um, particularly related to being a trans person in our world today. And Karen Rain, I have so much time for her. Every single book she's written has been worthwhile and um, and she creates really great resources. So Trans Plus is an excellent resource. And then the final resource is Juno Roche, um, Gender Explorers. It's stories of growing up trans and changing the world. I love that. This book is real life stories from trans people that Juno has captured. And the foreword that I read earlier, as I was researching this podcast by Susie Green is a real encouragement about being part of the support system of a trans person world. Um, so it reorientates our probably straight focused heteronormative mindset which basically means uh, we assume that the people around us are in opposite sex relationships 
and they are the gender that they look like on the outside. So it reorientates our thinking from that way of thinking to far more inclusive um, and open to issues around gender. So these four books are well worth purchasing to put on your bookshelf. Before I leave this resources step, I also want to suggest um, you might like to order some magnets or stickers to put on your fridge or your notebook or something in a public space. Google the trans flag. It's pale blue, pale pink and white and put little signals, little signs up around your house that you are embracing this new stage of your family life. Um, you could subscribe to a queer magazine publication that would be maybe local to your area. It would arrive in your mail every month, every week. You can leave it on the coffee table. I live in Ireland, so the magazine here is GCN. And I get that every month in a brown paper envelope. And it's a sign of embracing an interest in uh, your own interest, I guess, in, in that sort of part of being human um, not only does that it sort of sh signal to your child your interest but actually also it supports a worthy cause so if you are raising a queer kid now and I'm using the word queer as in a sort of umbrella term for all of us who are under that LGBTQ plus 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 umbrella um, there is we have a part to play in terms of keeping the organizations that care for them and provide services for them well resourced. And one of the ways you can do that is by um, uh, purchasing a subscription to a publication. One final resource I want to leave you with before we go on is a website called genderspectrum.org. It's articles and parenting resources. It's a Canadian resource, interviews with parents, um, interviews with trans youth and trans adults, gender diverse people, and it will reassure you that you are not on your own with this experience. People have gone before you. There are some really lovely parenting interviews um, about how parenting a trans person is a privilege and a positive experience. So I highly recommend um, that resource to you if you're listening or watching this and um, you want to find a link for that you'll see that somewhere around this video perhaps in the show notes so you have just learnt three different ways to talk to a trans child about sensitive things and more importantly how to educate yourself about this information now these three different ideas of how to upskill yourself doesn't actually do any good if you don't have a step-by-step -step guide to doing the work around getting comfortable with risk. I'm not talking about getting comfortable with gender, those resources can help you out, but getting comfortable with risk is a significant part of parenting a young person, pretty much any young person actually, but um, parents have told me when they have a gender diverse young person, they worry so much for them. So getting comfortable with risk or getting comfortable with the unknown and learning to adopt a not fixing attitude, um, which is a central part of parenting a young person through their growing into adult years. And, you know, that is not modeled 
in our regular binary Western world. And I imagine if this is your question or you have a similar experience in your parenting that you probably live in a binary Western world, right and wrong, straight and gay. So that's the way it is. So, so you've just learnt how to talk to a trans or gender non-conforming kid about sensitive things and how to educate yourself to have these conversations. But this information I've just given you, I know it's quite a lot of information, does you no good at all if you don't have a step-by-step -step guide to doing the work about getting comfortable with risk, with difficult emotion. Not getting comfortable with gender, but risk. And it's a significant, important part of parenting a young person, like any young person really, but particularly gender diverse young people, because parents tell me that when they are parenting a gender diverse young person, they worry for them. So getting comfortable with risk and unknown and learning to adopt a not fixing attitude, which is a central part of parenting a young person through their growing up and into adult years is not modeled really. It's not modeled in our binary, regular Western English speaking world. And I imagine that the person asking this question and maybe you too live in a binary Western English speaking world. So if you would like to learn the complete method that helps parents and other caring adults talk about sensitive subjects with kids of all orientations and um, identities, click the link somewhere around this episode to leave your contact info and you'll be among the first to know when the Evolve School is open and that is where I teach the complete Evolve Family Method. And so that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. Damn it. I lost my please again. Grr. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Damn it. I lost my train of thought again. Grr. Where will I start? Oh my God, it's getting so dark. This is terrible.